This is Dyes and Chewy X, the podcast, episode 143, for the week of August 24th, 2008. Welcome to Dyes and Chewy X, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan sites. Dyes and Chewy X. Hey, there's a guy with a voice. What? From Japan! Oh. oh, that's me. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of... Enlightening! And a little bit of... Entertaining. Take it away, man. It's uh, good to have you back after nearly a month, sort of, kind of, almost. Yes, well, you have been quite busy, and that's meant that you've been recording during the week, which... Oh, that's very true. I kind of forgot that it was more on me than you. Although last weekend you were away. Yeah, I listened to the podcast. You seemed to be wondering where I was when you were recording on Thursday night. Yes. That would have been... Friday morning for me, and guess where I would be on a Friday morning? You were at work. Yes. <laughs> Granted, during the summer, there are a lot of ALT conferences that are more or less us sitting around and playing cards for lack of something to do, but it's still technically work, so yes. Good deal. Uh, I guess we should do introductions and all that usual cool stuff. Uh, I will ignore that other guy for a moment, because the woman's going to come first. What's up, you? Hey, howdy, hi. Uh, it's Mary. Yes, it is me. How is the marriage? I am filled with Dragon Ball glee. Oh, yeah, you're in a pretty good Dragon Ball movie. Yes, I'm we'll glad. talk about that later, I guess. All right, we'll move on then. Julian, you're the guy from Japan. Well, not from Japan, but you're there. Yes, I'm in Japan, yeah. and I live here for the time being. But, yeah, so it's been a good last month. Well, tell me about it. Oh, well, let's see. I took off to Tokyo for a bit, met up with a friend, went around there for a while, and then came back and stayed at Mount Koya in a Buddhist temple. I also sampled their cooking, which was uh, vegetarian, of course. Well, it's kind of cool. I don't know. I'm big into Japanese history and culture, so just being at the place that Kukai or Kobo Daishi founded some 1,200 years ago was pretty cool, um, although that may not be as appealing to some people. <laughs> uh, other than that, it's been pretty quiet. been splitting my time between the school, which is having part of it updated to current earthquake resistance codes and having a lot of jackhammering going on. While oh, I'm nice. To uh, and going going from there to the city hall, where we uh, the ALTs have been putting on seminars for the elementary school students who, by Japanese law, now have to teach some simple English stuff to their students, even though they don't have that much of a grasp of the English language. The uh, Japanese educational system has a lot to be desired. But well, isn't that true of every education system in the world? I mean... Yeah, pretty much. All right. It's just one of those things, you know, they want qualified teachers of English, but they don't want to spend the money to either get their teachers up to the right level of English or bring in qualified native speakers, you know. Uh, well... But you're doing fine. You have long sideburns, and it's awesome. Yes. I actually brought them a little bit back up towards my ears, but no! there's... But but there's still sideburns. All right. They're, they're at the bottom of my ears, not like... Okay, anyway, good. I like them. I can easily let them get longer again. Good. <laughs> Grow them out. Jeez. Anyway. Oh, you're sleepy. What time is it? It's morning. Yeah, well, I got up like 20 minutes ago, so. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, okay, th so that was Mary. That's uh, Mr. Sideburns there in Japan. That leaves me. My name is Mike, otherwise known as Vegito EX, and, and I'm still kind of halfway suffering from con plague. I feel kind of. Still? Oh, yeah. yeah. A little Your nose is all trippy. Yeah, a little sniffy, a little drippy, but I'll deal. I'll persevere. So I guess let's talk about this episode. We got some cool stuff. Julian, we're talking about 
Daisenshu this week. So I've heard. Is it true that Viz actually managed to put that out? I remember talking about that years ago and thinking that the day would come when hell froze over. Oh, it's again, true. I really believe stuff, so. I uh, know. It's here. We're going to talk about it. So uh, our topic this week, it should be pretty obvious. We're going to review the first Daisenshu as put out by Viz here in North America. And if you don't know what that is, you'll learn all about it. We got uh, lots of news, lots of video game news. We got the topic, we got releases, we got some emails. We have a pretty full episode. Does anyone have any other little stuff they want to talk about? Mary, you said you're in a good mood. Yes. Why are you in because a good we mood? Watched a, a good cool, Dragon Ball yes, mood. Yes, a good Dragon Ball mood because we watched a cool thing yesterday. Something did. I didn't even know existed. And because it's been around for a while and there's been a lot of clips of it up on YouTube and stuff and I just never bothered to... Like, I knew all about it and what it was, but I never actually watched it. But we did last night. And it was super cool and I totally went fangirl. Uh-oh. Oh, uh, yeah, it was like this toy phone and it was like really easy trivia questions and you used the toy phone to answer questions and Tell I was all go. like, I want I want Trunks to call me on the phone. Yeah, you were suddenly like 15 years old again. Yes. It was kind of weird. I was surprised too. I, I was really shocked because I, I know you still enjoy the series and enjoy everything about it, but I haven't seen that like pure smile on your face while watching things for a really long time. Like, <laughs> like it I actually said, made me feel really good. It's because, like I said, I had no idea this existed, so it was like watching a whole new episode. Oh, all right. It's like, whoa, it's new to me. It may be old, but it's new for me. Good. Julian, do you ever watch anything, the, this Tedubiko thing? Uh, Actually, I haven't. I've heard a little bit about it just through the chatter on the forum and such, but it sounds like some kind of weird video game with trivia. Yeah, pretty right? much. It's, it's almost like the Playdia games in that you have multiple choice things to do. And there was even one question where there was no wrong answer. That was kind of funny. But it was a good time. It's just this little self-contained story, and it was fun, and I enjoyed it. Nice. And uh, we watched something else, but I'll plug that later on uh, with the news, because it's kind of newsish. That's uh, it. Julian, you got any Japanese Dragon Ball stuff you want to mention? Uh, it's been pretty quiet here, although, you know, I see the usual spate of merchandise. Um, let's see. I can't think of anything in particular, although I am still looking forward to the stuff that's coming out in November with those figures. Oh, yeah, totally. Still trying to figure out whether I should get myself Luffy or Goku, but... Uh, uh both is the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So if no one has anything else, I guess we'll take it on over to the news. Julian, why don't you tell me about this first thing here? Because it's Japanese in origin. <laughs> See what I did there? Clever. Anyways, what's up? Yeah, so Dragon Ball DS is going to be coming over into the uh, North American market as Dragon Ball Origins, courtesy of Atari, whose motto is, we're not dead yet. <laughs> I think their other motto is we guarantee we will change every single title of every Dragon Ball game in at least the most minor and significant way we can just to say Fuck we you. did it. Okay. So, um, <laughs> oh, come on. It's called Dragon Ball DS. It's completely in English. <laughs> Why change it? Because they can. Uh, exactly. Well, uh, Julian, you've kind of been following this a little bit. It's coming out there just a couple weeks over in Japan, actually. Uh, is there yeah. anything of interest that they're talking about here? Uh, let's see. So it sounds pretty much like, you know, the, the same sort of plot as what's been revealed through the Japanese advertisements. It does mention Bulma being able to make weapons and stuff out of discarded spare parts, which is kind of interesting. Um, but other than that, it's pretty much the same sort of deal as 
we've been expecting from this game so far. And um, I don't know, I kind of want to play this. Cool. We've actually been seeing a little more in trailers and gameplay footage and stuff. It's going uh, a little further than initially we thought or saw it was going to. It appears to be going uh, quite a bit more into the series other than just, I don't know, the first like six episodes is really all the initial trailer showed, but good times there. Mary, let's uh, swap around some news here. I have it a little out of order, but I want to hit this up because it's Dragon Ball DS related. We saw the latest Japanese TV spot for it yesterday. Yeah, and I wanted to cry because it was so good. It was very moving. Very nostalgic, and it's not like I'm even a Japanese person who grew up at the show in Japan at the time, but I got that feeling of happiness from watching this commercial for the Dragon Ball DS video game. Um, I don't know if I should spoil anything other than it's very, very sentimental and cute, and everyone should watch it. I agree. I don't want to say anything else about it if you haven't seen it. We posted it up on the homepage for you to go check out. It's, I, I don't know, Generations is really the only word I can think of to describe it. Julian, have you checked this out? I haven't yet. Oh, so. you're going to have to go watch it. Not right now, but Maybe later. it's on TV. Who knows? I don't have a TV. Oh, okay. And, well, that's what the internet is for, apparently. I, I, yeah. All right, let's talk about other video game stuff, though. Last week, we were talking about all these new listings that were showing up. We had this Dragon Ball Z trilogy, and we had Infinite World, and we had that Dragon Ball Origins. Well, we know what Origins is now. We don't know what this trilogy is. It appears to just be a three-pack of something. But now we know what Infinite World is. Mary, are you interested in this app? No. Okay. Why? Because it's another video game. (laughs) Are you interested in Dragon Ball DS, though? A little bit, because it seems different. And it's handheld. I think I'm going to make you play that. And it's not a fighting game. That's why I'm interested. Okay. Fair enough. But we're talking about Infinite World now, and because it's a fighting game, you're not really interested. I'm sick of fighting games. I actually Bring on DS. I'm really sick of fighting games now, too. But Infinite World, this is really interesting because uh, Atari France seems to be the ones who spilt the beans on it, maybe a little too early. And then the next day, Atari, uh, US, English, whatever you want to call them, put out their own press release. Final Dragon Ball Z game for PlayStation 2. So this isn't Final Budokai, which we don't really know where that title came from. Well, we know where it came from. There's Brazilian sites, Portuguese sites talking about some game. But it turns out there is going to be another Dragon Ball Z game on the PlayStation 2 exclusively, and it's really just kind of another updated version of the Budokai games. From the screenshots and stuff, it looks more along the lines of Shin Budokai, which is uh, the handheld series that Dimps took the Budokai series in. But it's got more stuff. We have Goku catching bubbles, Goku running down the snake, and the There's a lot of new stuff in here, but it's just another fighting game. It's another version of the Budokai series, and it looks like V-Jump actually put something out about it, too. Julian, if you want to click that link and read this little infinite world thing from V-Jump, anything of interest over here from the Japan side of things? Um, There's some missions through which you reenact parts of the story. Oh, God, is that running on the Serpent Road? That could be forever. (laughs) (laughs) But there's a little timer up there, so maybe you have to race it and get some best times. Yeah, like, you have accomplished this in 10 days. Congratulations. (laughs) It should be in real Dragon Ball time. That'd be great. Yeah. But it only takes you two days to get back. That's true. Well, you get faster. But, all right, so Atari put out a press release here. You've probably already read this on the homepage of the site. The game features over 40 unique characters, not counting the different forms that each character can transform into, blah, 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 blah. Just to put this in perspective, Budokai 3 actually only had 38 characters, not counting transformations. So potentially this will contain probably most of all that, although it does show three characters that weren't in Budokai 3. I think there was Janemba, Super 17, and I 
can't remember who the other one was. So we don't really know what kind of mishmash this is going to end up being. But, you know, if you're a fan of Dimps' games and you really enjoy the Budokai series, this looks to be like it'll probably be the ultimate version of that series. And in that respect, Budokai 3 is my favorite of everything that's come out over the last decade. So I'm looking forward to it. I'll play through Budokai 3 for like the third time. Whatever. Anyone else have anything on Infinite World? Blank stairs. All right, we'll move on. Julian, I, I defer to you here because we got new Japan stuffage. That is very true. So, it appears that the names of the enemies from the upcoming new Dragon Ball Z special have been revealed. Now, these would be um, three people. One of them is Taburu, or I guess you could say Tabul in English, who is a Saiyajin, judging by his tail anyway. And he looks an awful lot like Vegeta for some reason or other. Also, um, there are two people in pursuit of him called Avo and Kado. I wonder what they're named after. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Toriyama, you're so brilliant. I love it. Uh, but it's kind of cool that they've got names and they fit the pre-established naming patterns. Yeah, I'm down with this. We saw uh, pictures of these characters in that original promotional image for the upcoming special. We we're like, hmm, that... Kind of looks like a chibi Vegeta over there. And then there's that red and blue kind of roundish guys. And now we actually have names for the characters. So that's uh, kind of interesting. How are they going to, um, you know, come up with the backstory for this missing Saiyajin? What do you mean? They've done it before. I guess, but... Talos was just out somewhere. Yeah, some having a drink. Planet exploded. Uh, I guess I'll move on and do some other stuff. Maybe this kid is a clone or something. Ah, more clones. I don't want clones. Maybe he's a nephew or an illegitimate son. What do you think? Ooh, that could be interesting. I'd be down with that. And then Bulma can get all upset that he's got kids from a prior marriage or something. We can get some real human drama going on. It can be like Dragon Ball 90210. How about no? Aw. All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, Julian, have you figured out how you're going to go see this yet? I'm still working on that, but hopefully I'll get to see it. I hope so, too, because you need to be our, you know, first-hand account. Right. Uh, the only other news, we mentioned that Dragon Ball DS TV spot. I wanted to say, and I keep forgetting to plug this, we had Kaiser and Lanny pack on uh, a few episodes back talking about DBZ Abridged. We're up to episode four now. And Mary, this is another thing that we watched was oh, last yes, night. Oh, yes, that's what also put me in a great Dragon Ball mood. It was just so much fun. My stomach hurt by the end of it. It was... Like, I was just laughing that hard. We were honestly laughing out loud. I don't laugh at anything. Nothing is funny to me. I know. You're very hard to uh, amuse. <laughs> and this was just great. So go check it out. We thoroughly approve of what they've done so far and uh if they stray on the wrong path i won't have a problem saying that i don't enjoy it anymore but for the time being it's awesome and i don't see it slowing down anytime soon really look forward to what else they're going to be doing so that's the news last minute news anyone going once going twice sold (laughs) to the man in the desk (laughs) all right let's do a topic Julian, we're reviewing a Daisenshu. So I've heard. Except it's not a Japanese one. Dun, dun, dun. This is uh, a day we, I think, can safely say none of the three of us thought would ever happen. That's true. It's quite strange. We never thought that we would get Dragon Ball in Japanese here in the U.S. And even way beyond that, we never, never thought we would get a Daisenshu over here. And all these things have come true. So what's left to not happen? Pigs fly. 
Um, Dragon Box. <laughs> Dragon Box footage. Mary said it, not me. <laughs> oh, Dai Zenshu 1 Complete Illustrations has come out from Viz here in the U.S. I believe the official date was August 19th, although on the inside cover it says October 2008 first printing, so whatevs. But it is out. We are really, really excited, and it's... Oh, Mary, talk about it for a minute. The, bask in its glory. Well, the production values on this thing are crazy. If you sit it up next to the first Daisenshu, the original Japanese one, and other than a little bit of English on the cover, you cannot tell the difference. It's made out of the same material. It's got the same reflective gold paper, same hardness, same weight, I'd imagine, same paper type. They've even got it down to the same poster, the pull-out poster. Folding in the exact same places. It's absolutely insane. And, you know, we've said a lot of shit about Viz over the years, you know, changing characters' names and censoring things. And we'll still continue to say shit about Viz, oh, but yeah, not absolutely. about this. Not about this. This is this doesn't redeem them, but it's I am very so impressive. Happy. It is extremely I didn't impressive. know they had it in them to make it like an exact replica of this thing. I'm, I'm dying to know what the process was in order to make this come about because it's just totally it is the Daisenshu one it's unbelievable that it's here and you can get it very easily and not pay up the ass in ebay julian we did an episode or a couple in the past all about the different guidebooks but just to briefly go over it again what is a Daisenshu? uh Daisenshu is one of a number of books put out in japan at the end of the sort of big dragon ball push in the 90s in 96 90s ish and they are big bound collections of all kinds of different information about the Dragon Ball world. Number one was an illustrations collection as the one that was just released in the U.S. Uh, and a number of other ones cover the animation in its entirety as well as the manga and random information about the characters, etc., etc. So, these are some really kick-ass books. I mean, they don't really cover anything that's happened in the last ten years or so. Well, but true. That's, that could be forgiven. What does Dai Zen Shu mean? Roughly Great Compendium or Big Complete Collection. And it says Daisenshu on the cover. It doesn't say it, you know, Romanized, but it does have the kanji there, and I love that they kept that on there for people like us. Like, we know what that means. We know what it says. It's your site name. Yes, that is where I got it from. Because that's what I envisioned the site to be, and like Konsentai, it may take us 50 years to eventually complete it, but it will happen at one point in the far distant future. Mary, this book, it has pretty much everything. Well, images, yes. Well, yeah, from the original Japanese production. Down to the interview at the end. Everything's in here. All of the images, the interview. Let's talk about the images in particular. You know, some of these things we saw when we were first getting on the internet, going to Wuken's site and, oh, these images just have such a strong feeling of nostalgia coming from me. Like, it makes me so happy to look through this book. I haven't really looked through the Japanese version in probably a few years. Same here. A lot of pictures I forgot about. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, I remember that one with them in the Marlboro a racing car. It's like <laughs> awesome. This is so good. One of my favorite images, I remember when I was a kid, I went to my dad's office and printed it out. Oh on, my God, I did that too. <laughs> on uh, lamination paper and transparency paper or something, like some special paper or whatever. It was the three Super Saiyajin. Oh my God. With the bar at the I top. I love that one. I had that on my door. <laughs> did you ever, um, you know, back when I was living at home, I had my my door to my well, room covered. You are living at home right now. Haha. Uh-huh. I met with my parents. Okay. I had on my door to my bedroom tons of Dragon Ball pictures printed out. And then yeah. um, next to my bed on the wall itself, I had a, a giant 
uh, print out well printouts of right. anime pictures and I think either on the door or on that wall I had the three Saiyajin picture that you're describing oh, I don't yeah. know if that would have been around when I started going out with you and you came around you're probably like why does this girl have anime pictures on her wall and her door but I'm sure maybe you stumbled upon oh, yeah, that I picture that. too okay yeah. cool well it's not like I didn't have these pictures up in my room when I was younger too I guess but you weren't all like oh trunks no I was like oh everyone I can't remember <laughs> everyone's name because I'm 14 or whatever and I love it this book this is one of those cases where it's so good I actually don't have a whole hell of a lot to say about it because it's pictures it's just lots of pictures this is basically all of the artwork up until that point you know things Toriyama drew for jump uh, all of the covers all the chapter thing like just everything that he had done Dragon Ball related it's pretty much in here color stuff yeah all the it's color all stuff. full color and it's just gorgeous oh so well there's nice. a lot of factoids in it too like it says where each picture originated from right exactly and the years it's They're all saying, okay, it's from this year this was for a calendar and this was for this special event in jump oh we're running a contest like I think there's the one of uh, Chibi Goku standing in his underwear and it was something like design a gay for him. That was the contest for that. It's just that kind of neat stuff. So it was, it's, you get this, like you're going through the time in Japan at the same time as you read through the book, seeing everything that was going on. This image was made to commemorate uh, the one year anniversary of the series and it's starting on TV. So you get a, a really nice history as it goes on. And you see the evolution of Toriyama's style over the years. What I want to do is uh, talk about, I guess, Viz stuff specifically because that's really all there is that we can talk about because it's either an image or it's not smoking is intact i was very happy to see this because we know that they've been editing smoking out of a lot of shonen jump stuff so that was good to see in there there's kame sending maybe with a cigarette and then at the end there's even a close-up of toriyama smoking so that was nice to see that stayed in there bathroom shots are intact i would it's- love to see them try and alter you know a live photo of a person <laughs> well, they can like oh can't have it. that cigarette let's make it a popsicle. <laughs> Anyways, these bathroom shots. There's like Kami standing sitting on a stool and you see his butt crack and stuff. And then there's Bulma kind of, you know, bathing herself. It, it's all in there. Nothing's edited in there. I was very happy. Probably one of the biggest non-censorings in the book, which is interesting because they did censor it over in Shonen Jump and with the Bone release, graphic novel release. The big splash spread of everyone throwing up the middle fingers against Cell. That's in here. In the I love middle- it. Everyone's super deformed and giving them the... Well, not everyone. Not everyone. Only a couple people. There's enough of them. Yeah. But yeah, the middle fingers are flying up there, and it's stupid, and it's really juvenile, as Toriyama is. But it really is a big deal that they didn't censor that in this release. Because they did in the actual, you know, manga release that they did. It's such a good picture, too. It is a great picture. I love it. Be totally ruined with the fist. With no it's just like, grr. Grr. <laughs> there are a couple uh, weird things in here, though. There's those couple jump multi-world pamphlet stuff. There's Goku and Vegeta playing video games. And I think there's something to commemorate the 25th anniversary of Jump with Gohan and Piccolo. All the text in the, the speech bubbles are in Japanese. They didn't translate that. I figured maybe they'd put just like a translation over on the side or something, but it's just the artwork as is. So whatever. It's authentic. Yeah, it is. So uh, a couple strange things. I may need some clarification from you, Julian, on a couple of these. Did mm-hmm. they use lunch or launch in their uh, English release of the series here? They used lunch. Well, it's spelled as launch at the end of the book here. Well, you know, actually, in the English release of the first Color Walk One Piece book, uh-huh. 
uh, it's there's an interview with Akira Toriyama, uh-huh. and they mention oh the uh, the first main villain is Pirafu. They romanized they romanize it literally. Yeah, and and I think they misspelled Piccolo as well in that same interview. So it's maybe it's just a different translator or something. Well, but this, I don't know. this isn't even a translation. That's very clearly a Funimation only thing. I've never seen her referred to as. Well, launch. no, that could be a translation because it's a Romanized name. So maybe you know, whoever was working on that well, section didn't maybe, bother to do their homework. Just don't know what the pun is. Right. Okay, I can actually see you deriving launch from there, even though it doesn't make any sense if you know what Toriyama's typical pun scheme is. Well, whatever, but it is written as launch there, and that is inconsistent with uh, their manga release. There's a typo that I found, and I think I mentioned this last week. I was very proud of myself for finding this. It's on page 212, and they're talking about hearing Goku's roar as he does the Kamehameha, except they spell it as H-E-R-E instead of H-E-A-R, and wah-wah-wah, little typo, bad viz. Other, uh, I guess you would call this a typo. There's a couple images from Super Butoden 2 uh, promotional artwork, except they wrote it as Super Budoden. Julian, can you actually romanize it that way? I wouldn't think so. Well, the the character is Dol, which is if I uh, let's see, uh, is Budoden the is it the Dol? Is it path or is it fighting? Um, yeah, you would translate it uh, as Butoden. It's fighting is the kanji. It's not uh, it's not martial arts. It's martial arts fighting. So yeah, it would be Butoden. All right. Well, it's written. Uh, three different places. It's that section at the back where they're giving a little breakdown of every single little individual thing. There are three images from Super Butoden 2. They wrote Budoden each of the three times. So, you know, that's a little incorrect thing there. Uh, Julian, the character of Dabra, how did uh, Viz write that name out in the manga? Do you remember? I know you and I stopped buying it long before they get to that yeah. point, but do you remember? I'm pretty sure they used Dabra. But I'm not really sure because I don't have those ones. Okay. Well, in the back of the Daisenshu here, they wrote it out as D-A-B-U-R-A. And I was fairly certain that they just wrote it without the U, as in Abracadabra, uh, in their release here. But maybe someone can uh, you know, confirm that for us. But I, it jumped out to me, and I was pretty sure that they didn't write it that way. And then the uh, one instance of the dreaded H-word. This isn't really inconsistent for them, because they did go with that in their release of the manga here. But it is there just once. And as, as unedited as everything else was, I was really hoping that maybe they would just let it slip in here. But it's it's there and that was kind of sad but whatever did they censor his tank that has the satan on it or oh that's a good question let me find it there's also the car that uh videl and gohan are riding in that also has i think it says satan 666 yeah or something the, the like. car that they're riding in says mr satan 666 on it yep they're on page 165 it does say satan on it Whoa, okay cool so satan. it's just in the text Right. Okay. Good to know. Indeed it is. The images themselves are unedited. It's just the stuff going around it. That's correct. So I don't actually know what else to say about this. Mary, you mentioned the interview in the back with Toriyama. He's quite down on himself, that man. Oh, yeah. Well, this was what? Was it the original interview from 10-odd years ago? or Yes, it is. is. It no, one? it's not the new one. It's the original interview that was there and, you know, in the Japanese release. He was like, yeah, all my artwork sucks. There's only one piece of artwork I like. What else did you get from it other than just him being down on himself? There are a couple interesting points. You know, this is what I use to do my artwork. And... Yeah, that's that was the other thing I was going to say that I liked. Yeah. Everything else was just him bitching and moaning. <laughs> 
And there was the the note that he left. It's printed in the front and then again later on at the back of the book about, you know, sorry I ended it so abruptly. My editors finally let me conclude it, move on with my life. It's the way it's written, it's almost like disheartening to read as a fan because you, you, you project this vision of the author that doesn't really exist. You know, it's a job for them. This is what they do to make money. And after 10 years of doing it, you kind of have to take a step back and sympathize with how burnt out the guy was. But regardless, it is yeah. nice to read his words. Yes. And keep in mind, this is like right after he ended it too, with a, a bit more distance and like some of his later interviews, he's forgotten a lot of stuff, but he also seems to view it more nostalgically now. That's true. Although I do remember uh, one particular interview, maybe it might have been from uh, a domestic jump. I don't quite remember where it was from, but he was saying, oh, you know, it's very nostalgic to look at this, but this confirms that I really don't want to draw it anymore. <laughs> I suppose that's a good point. <laughs> right. That's all I have to say about this. This is not even like a recommended purchase. This is a required purchase, even if you own the Japanese release, because God damn it, we want more of this. We want to see what they do with the rest of the Daisenshu if they you know decide to move forward with this. So it's both worth the purchase just because it's a fantastic release. Everything about it is just top-notch, and also because we want to support the rest of the Daisenshu coming out and all the other stuff. So that's all I have to say about it. Mary, do you have any final thoughts on Viz's release of Daisenshu 1? I think it's a worthy purchase if you don't already have it. If you don't already... The Japanese one? Yeah. Do you think it's worth owning both? No. No, because it's just all images? Yes. (laughs) Very short questions and answers? Yes. Is your name Mary? Yes. Where were you on the night of August 20th, 2008? No. No. 20. Yes. Julian. All right. All right. Uh, Mike's going to have to go get a cup of coffee. <laughs> so confess now. Julian. Yes. What do you think about this release? You being over uh, in Japan talking about an English release of a Daisenshu. Yeah. Well, um, I obviously don't have it, but it's pretty cool to see the things that I liked about the Japanese release are starting to come out over in the, the other mystical land of eagles and opportunity and (laughs) And mexicans illegal spying and yeah all right that's all i got we want to hear what you guys have to say about it so hop on over to the forum thread for this episode let us know what you think julian you're back so we're taking that on over to you Woo! wait what julian dbz abcs we're up to sue oh sue i think right is that what comes next I guess. Well, last time we did she. Okay, so it would be Sue. All right. Well, pick something. I'm putting you on the spot. Um, I know what you can do. Super Saiyajin? Uh, very close. Uh, I think we've talked about this in the past. It's one of those things that really needs reiteration over and over. How about Super versus Cho? Ah, uh, yes. Well, Cho is a uh, kanji. It originally comes from Chinese, but it also exists in Japanese thanks to cultural osmosis and whatnot. It means roughly ultra or super. And guess what? In Japan, they like to use like novel pronunciations for established words and stuff that mean the same thing. And so when Toriyama did the Super Saiyajin thing, he took the Cho kanji and he gave it the reading of Super. So explain to me how that's... How was that actually written, though? Because you see the kanji Cho, which is written... No, kanji, it's a single symbol. And yeah. then next to it is Saiyajin, written out in katakana. But there's yes. 
something else there. Yeah, but up top of the character Cho, you get Tsuba, the pronunciation. So you're supposed to read the kanji with that pronunciation. What is that called? It's called using furigana, or yomigana in some, some circles. Basically, uh, kana that shows you how to read the kanji. And this is used for all kinds of wordplay and innovative readings and such. Are there any other examples in Dragon Ball that Toriyama did this kind of thing with? I actually um, can't think of any off the top of my head, but maybe you know. He sometimes abbreviates Dragon Balls using the character for Dragon and Ball and then writing Dragon Boru alongside it. Oh, okay. Other than that, can't think of it off the top of my head. Sometimes he uses the Chinese readings for certain characters, like the names of the Dragon Balls. Right, also, right. Also Chaozu. Oh, okay. But it's the Jap- Japanese-friendly Chinese reading, It's so it's like modified so Japanese people have a chance at hell of actually sounding it out. <laughs> gotcha. It's a very, uh, what is it, sound-poor language, which is why people have so much trouble pronouncing English. <laughs> gotcha. Taking it back to Supa versus Cho, I think one of the biggest debates involving this was when we first heard about the new fighting game coming out in the arcades and later to PS2. What was the problem with this? Oh, because it was Super Dragon Ball Z, but it had the character Cho big, but it was still pronounced Super Dragon Ball Z. I mean, the game itself pronounced it that way, and so did all the advertisements, but yeah. Nice. Well, sorry I picked something for you, but you know I always like talking about that because it's one of those little you know, exclusively Japanese things about the series. Just this little nuance that is just very easily skipped over, but it's kind of interesting how they do that. You know, Toriyama himself and the language in particular. Right. All right, so uh, what is the letter syllable for next week when you're on? Maybe that'll be next week, hopefully. Se. Se. Oh, I can think of plenty of things for se. I hope so, too. All right, I'll help you out if you need help. Okay. All right, so, uh, Julian, thank you for the DBZ ABCs. With that done, let's do some releases. We just got uh, one thing, well, three things coming out the rest of this month, and then I guess next week we'll move on to September. But on the 27th, I guess we'll all take one thing. Mary, I'll go with you first. Okay, it's Dragon Ball GT Volume 4 DVD. It's a Spanish Region 2 disc uh, in PAL format. It's a two-disc set, and it covers episodes 25 through 32. It retails for 24.95 euros, and you can get it on ZonaDVD.com. ZonaDVD.com. <laughs> I had to pause it, because, uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen the URL, so, like, Z on a DVD. I kind of forgot about these Spanish <laughs> That's it. I like Z on a DVD. <laughs> Speaking of Z on a DVD, we've got Dragon Ball Z Volume 24 coming out over there as well. Same Spanish R2 PAL release, two-disc set. This will be episodes 190 to 199, so uh, very close to the end. Well, actually, including the very end of the Cell arc. This is also 2495 euros. Zona DVD.com. Julian, way off in a different country, also on August 27th. What we got? Yes, the soundtrack for Sparking Meteor and Burst Limit for the PS2 and Wii and for the PS3 and Xbox 360, respectively. The soundtrack for both games, and we're still waiting on more information. They, it will be retailing for 3,000 yen, or roughly $30, and can be found over on CD Japan. Yep, we uh, found out last week that we have cover art for it, and the cover art actually just says, First Limit Original Soundtrack. It doesn't say anything about Sparking Meteor, but that'll be on there. Yeah, we don't have a track listing yet. We don't know much about it, but uh, I'll be picking it up. I'm looking forward to checking that shiz out. That's it for August. Like I said, next week we'll move on to September. Lots of stuff next month. So we'll do some emails. 
Julian Man. Yes. Or should I say Sideburn Man? How do you say sideburns in Japanese? Momiyage, among others. But but that's what everybody uses over here in Kansai. So. Not that it really affects the emails, but I just wanted to know that. Julian, why don't you read the first email here from Batosai-san? Okay. Dear Daisenju EX Gang, I'm a long-time listener. I started listening to the podcast around 15, and fan. I was visiting the site since it was Vegito EX's homepage. Of all the work you guys put into an enjoyable and informative podcast and website. Kudos to the Max. Anyway, I have a few questions, so who better to ask than you guys? I remember you guys briefly discussing the the ocean dub of later episodes and movies that Canada and the UK got. How far did they go with dubbing the episodes? Did they complete the series or just the Android arc? And are these available on DVD? Also, strictly out of curiosity, it always sounds like you guys have a blast recording each episode of the podcast. How long do your recording sessions usually go on, and how many minutes of audio get edited out for an average length episode? Keep on rocking the dragon. So this alternate English dub of the series that was primarily produced for the UK market and inadvertently also aired in Canada Canada every so often. Yes, they actually went to the very end of the series. They did all of Dragon Ball Z. That was the Ocean cast. It was primarily consisting of whoever still wanted to do it from back when they did the first two seasons. And they went through a couple replacements for a few voices, most notably Goku himself. Uh, so yeah, they went to the end of Z there. Then there were also dubs of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball GT as well. Uh, they did the original Dragon Ball, didn't they? I think so. Uh, I think that was a different studio that was for Canada specifically, but I'm not really sure. Well, I know Dragon Ball GT was done by Blue Water, which is a oh. sister studio of Ocean. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking of, but I... Mm. I, I actually don't remember if they did the original Dragon Ball. I think they did, and they kind of like aired through once and that was it, as opposed to Z, which was kind of bouncing all over the place, and you know that was kind of years in limbo going back and forth. But anyways, yeah, they got to the end of Z, they did all of GT, and someone from either of those markets will have to confirm for us if they did the original Dragon Ball as well. Can you buy these on DVD? No, you absolutely cannot. As far as we can tell, whatever loophole they were able to exploit in the Funimation contract, however that was done, this was produced exclusively for television broadcasts, no home distribution rights whatsoever. So, uh, the only way you can watch it is if you recorded it off of TV, or you know, some of those video sites online that may or may not host uh, videos that you can watch and stuff. The other question, uh, do we have fun recording this podcast? Mary, do you have fun? Yes, I do. Because I get to hang out with cool guys. That's very true. You're always hanging out with the coolest guys on the motherfucking planet. Yes. Julian, do you have fun? Of course I do. I have more fun than both of you combined. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love your little laugh at the end there. A little maniacal. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> like very self-assured and very to the point and like there's no debate here. Exactly as planned. I have fun too, so confirmed we have fun recording the show. Uh, how much gets edited out? How long do we go? Well, uh, I can't really answer how long we usually go because you kind of know how long we go based on the show that you hear. How much gets edited out? Uh, well, I still have the files from last episode. Episode 142, we had 74 minutes of raw audio, and that was down to about 65 minutes in the final product. Now keep in mind that's things like I'm going to go pee and I'm going to go get a drink and Jeff you know, flub the retakes, <laughs> retakes on reading emails and that kind of stuff. You know, I like to throw uh, random nonsense at the end of the episode anytime that you know there's something in particular that really cracked us up. So you kind of hear a couple of those outtakes. But all in all, it's it's mostly just cutting out long, awkward pauses, which are primarily Julian's main offense. What? 
Yeah, what are you trying to... Hey, we've gotten a lot better as the years have gone <laughs> I know. on. As I we... know you edit a lot faster now. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not saying anything, Julie. Don't worry about it. All I'm saying is when you edit your own stuff, you kind of learn a few things. I think I've said this to you before. I know what your breath looks like as a waveform. Really? Yeah, it's kind of creepy. Yeah, that is kind of creepy. I don't like you knowing this. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, uh, on average, I'd say whatever we record, it's usually about 10 minutes that gets cut out. And that's not material that's getting cut out. It's just, you know, we take a break in between segments or a cat runs out and makes noise and I have to lock him back up or Jeff gets out of hand and I have to beat him up or Mary starts (laughs) talking back to me and I got to smack a hoe or, you know, Julian starts getting out of line and I have to send a virus to him or, you know, something Uh, like that. I have a Mac. Yeah, you are not immune. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm it's not... tough, but it can be done. Yeah, you have to be both a Mac user and brain dead, which is a difficult <laughs> combination to find in the real world. Oh, but... I beg to differ. Okay, fine, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> I guess we won't get into this religious debate here. <laughs> oh, that's actually... Oh, no, we got another... I thought we did like three emails already. That was only one email. Mary, why don't you read the next one here? This is actually going to be the last one we did. Okay, this one is from Andrew and not, not our Andrew, a different Andrew. Hello, Julian, Mary, and Vegeta EX. I was wondering, does Vegeta Jr. actually have a name? I've heard he isn't referred to by name in the episode he appears in, and although I wouldn't know because I haven't seen the said episode, I don't see why anyone would lie about something that would be so easy to prove wrong. So I assume he isn't given a name in the episodes. Is the name Vegeta Jr. used in any of the various Japanese information books, or is it just a fan term that caught on? Thanks for answering, and keep up the great work. So, no, he is not referred to as Vegeta Jr. in the actual episode, which would be Dragon Ball GT episode 64. And the ending credits, uh, I actually don't remember if he's credited as that. I'll have to double-check that. I know the episode ends with the giant scroll... Well, actually, only the original TV broadcast had this. The home releases don't have it. Uh, it has a giant scrolling of uh, Seiyu and some of the roles they played. Primary roles, initial roles. And Vegeta Jr. isn't there because Ryo Horikawa would have been credited as Vegeta and that was his main role. So, uh, on the other hand, Goku Jr. is actually referred to as such in, you know, I think the actual title for the TV special had Goku Jr. in there, right? Um, I don't remember. Well, I think there's uh, yeah. a site that could tell us. Oh, yeah, you're right. There's a site. I bet it's called Daizen X. That's true. Naturally, I'm wrong. <laughs> it doesn't. It's Goku Gaiden. It doesn't actually say Goku Jr. in there. I think it may be one of those things that just caught on, but I keep thinking that I've seen it in Japanese somewhere. Well, Goku Jr., it is. It is in the Perfect File books. It is explicitly listed right next to him, his character, and his design as Goku Jr., so that is in there. However, Vegeta Jr. is only shown as far as... I was flipping through the Perfect Files earlier today. He's only shown in one little screen cap, and it doesn't actually say Vegeta Jr. next to it. Julian, I scanned this and I threw it over to you. Uh, I do see the name Vegeta in there. What does it say? Um. Oh, I have to bring up the thing now. <laughs> Make me click on links, why don't you? I'm sorry. It says, um, and then a hundred years later, the, uh, the, the, the race of fighters, the Saiyajin, uh, the, let's see. Uh, okay. 
So with the no, oh, I have to reverse. Hundred read in Japanese. So して100年後戦闘民族サイヤ人の誇りは国王とベジータの子孫たちに受け継げられていた継がれていた受け継がれていた Um, so the pride of the fighting Saiyan race is carried on a hundred years later by the descendants of Goku and Vegeta. So in this one little mention of this character that is derived from Vegeta a hundred years later, he's not referred to by name. Nope. And、uh, he's not listed as Vegeta Jr. in like any character design sketches or anything like that in the Perfect File books. So, is it pretty safe to say that the name Vegeta Jr. doesn't actually have any kind of official source to it, and it just is kind of this implied, you know, educated label because we have Goku Jr. and so why not Vegeta Jr.? Why not? I believe the Tenkaichi Budokai announcer does refer to him as Goku Jr.、Um, when he. Comes out to the ring, so that's something. Okay. But we don't have Vegeta Junior, so yes, I think we've more or less answered that question. I'm in shock. You're in shock. Yes. Why、I、are thought, you in shock? I thought that. Have you been tased?、Name? No, I just thought that was his name. I could have sworn it was one of those things where you just assume it's in the Perfect File books, and I flipped through them both, and I didn't see it in there. I mean, I didn't read every single last page. I was looking for anything,、uh, you know, a screenshot of Vegeta Junior, and that was the only thing I saw. I mean, in all honesty. It is just the last like two minutes of the last episode of the series, so whatever. Mary, if、uh, you end up recovering from your shock. <gasps> And you want to send us some questions, comments, suggestions, anything at all you want for this particular podcast that you were listening to? Actually, you were talking on right now. Oh boy, am Where I? Where would you send this stuff? You send it to podcast at dizx dot com. That's spelled P O D C A S T at D A I Z E X dot com. Thank you very much. Give us your questions, please. Anything at all, we'll research them and then end up with. No answer. At least no answer is some kind of answer. You know, we did、yeah. the research. We came to some sort of logical conclusion. Julian, yes. What are you gonna do for us next week? I'm going to go on a date. <laughs> I don't know. What am I going to do for you guys? <laughs> are you gonna be here next week? Oh, um, I assume so. All right. What are you up to the next, you know, week or so? What's going over? I,、uh, I guess we're done with the episodes. I can't talk. What are you doing all week? Yeah. Well, I'm、uh, going back to the school. Gonna be there and helping students with their English and stuff. Uh, are you gonna ask anyone else what they think about the live action movie? I can see what people think. I suppose. All right. And inquiring、yep. minds want to know. Okay. All right. So hopefully we'll see you next week. But let's get rid of the woman over here first. Oh, all right. Mary is over on the knot researching something. What are you、uh, learning all about? Well, there's pretty much nothing more to learn with only two months till the wedding. So I'm just researching vacation spots for once we're married. I'm learning about Niagara Falls because we've never been. My parents went there for their honeymoon. Oh, oh really? Yeah. I、nice. went there when I was in my mom's belly. Oh wait, no, no. I think I might have been born. I forget. One of the two. <laughs> I, I was either. You don't remember. I was either born or not. Either way, I was there, but I don't remember it. <laughs> I was either born. <laughs> <laughs> Or not? <laughs> so, okay. So yes, I want to go like now. It looks exciting. I think you're still recovering from your shock. Shock of Vegeta <laughs> Junior. Mary. Yeah. Get out of here. Okay. Bye. Let the cats out. All right. Who let the cats out? Me. I did. I'm gonna let them out. He's like 12 years old. Oh my God, Trunks. Yeah. Oh my God, Trunks. Oh.
Mary Templo. Oh, right. Templo Trunks Goldo. is a site. Yeah, Templo Goldo. I think it's a dildo there for a second, but that would be really gross. Um, Templo Trunks is at www.templotrunks.com. What fucking planet are you on this episode? Templo Gildo. Dildo. I thought you said dildo, but you said Goldo. <laughs> You thought I said dildo, huh? Never mind. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Moving on to Julian. Yeah. You and I can be found at Dies and UEX, which is going to see some new lyrics done in the near future, right? Yes, it is. Oh, awesome. All right. Well, why don't you tell us about uh, these lyrics? Oh, yeah. So these would be for some of the most recent uh, video game stuff that's come out. So I'm going to do that. Nice. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Cool. Dyson QEX, plug it, man. Yeah, Dyson QEX can be found at uh, com, which is dyzx.com, for those of you who find it easier to pronounce the URL instead of typing it in. Whatever. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. We'll see you next week for 144. I actually don't know what we're going to do next week. We're not going to do a manga review of Awesomeness for the first week of September because we just did one. So I'm going to shift all sorts of things around. And Julian, I'll actually let you know ahead of time. Okay. All right, so for Mary over here. Bye. For Julian off yonder. Okay. My name's Mike. Vegito EX. Julian, close it out, dude. Mahogany. Oh, okay. Uh, X the podcast. Thanks for listening this week. Tune in next time. My name's Goz. I'm Miz. And we're going to pump, pump you up. up. <laughs>